Closer Look. I'm Monica Kelly with Closer Look. My guest today is Eliana Pipe. She is an alumni and on the board of directors at Young Storytellers. It's good to have you. Thanks so much for having me. You have such a fun background with Young Storytellers. Tell us about it. Sure. So I was introduced to the organization as a student. I did the script to stage program in the fourth grade. Then I reconnected with the organization as a high schooler. I was an intern in the office. And then in college, I founded a chapter myself and I was the head mentor for two years. And now I'm on the board. Tell us about, from your perspective, how important Young Storytellers has been to you. Young Storytellers has been so transformative in my life. I really see it as a creative empowerment organization. It was one of the first opportunities that I had to really express myself creatively and to have sort of resources put behind that. I did the program when I was in the fourth grade and it was the first time I had ever written a script. And it was such an exciting experience. It's a mentorship program. So I had a mentor who was very sweet. She sat next to me at lunch every Wednesday for 10 weeks. And I just rambled and ranted my story to her. And she typed everything down and made it in format and helped it make sense. And even though it was this really childish story, she really took me seriously as a person with a story to tell. And having that you know, supportive adult presence, someone who wasn't a parent and wasn't a teacher, someone who wasn't worried about my grades or trying to get a test result out of me, just somebody who was supporting me and my voice. It was a huge, incredibly unique experience and something that I've been really grateful to be able to carry forward as a head mentor. I was going to ask you, how has that shaped the rest of your life? It just so happens that I really fell in love with script writing when I did that fourth grade program. And I actually kept writing and kept writing scripts. In high school, I got into a sort of circuit of young playwrights competitions, which continued through college. I got an MFA in playwriting and I work as a playwright today. So for me, it happened to be an introduction to writing and to this huge passion in my life, my real calling. But I also want to be really clear that at Young Storytellers, our goal isn't to make a bunch of little script writers by any means. The focus really is on empowering students to tell their own stories. And if that branches into a bigger investment in their creativity, that's great. But either way, the focus is just on, you know, encouraging young people to tell their stories and to use their voices. It's so important. And I know that Young Storytellers wants to eventually scale or perhaps you're already working on that. Why do you think that Young Storytellers is relevant for the entire country? Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, those core principles around young people being able to use their voices and having the invitation to reflect and to consider their own lives, the lives they want to live to imagine a different life outside of the circumstances that they might currently be living in. I think that those tools are crucial for young people everywhere. And I think, you know, Young Storytellers, we've been running for a really long time. And I think that the program has developed in a way that really can work anywhere. We are looking to scale and really excited about finding a way to bring the principles and the playfulness of the organization to people across the country and even across the world. So you had your own mentor, you had your own one-on-one experience. Is that the way it is for all elementary school age children? Yeah, just about. There are sort of different flavors of the program for different spaces. And then during the pandemic, young storytellers really had to adapt. And then for two years, the program was run on Zoom. And on Zoom, the program was not one-on-one. There was a group of mentors that served a group of students, and the students actually wrote their stories collaboratively. So four or five students would be working together on one script. 
And that model actually also worked really well. And of course, there were some real challenges to that form, but there were also some things that were really exciting opportunities. So if you've just joined us, I'm Monica Kelly with Closer Look. And my guest today is Eliana Pipe. She is an alumni and also on the board of directors of Young Storytellers. So Young Storytellers has some new programs that you're developing for middle and high school students. Can you tell us more about that? The middle school and high school programs are really focused on having students engage with their own self-defined communities and sort of breaking out of the script writing model. So I believe that middle schoolers and high schoolers, uh, middle schoolers work on monologue projects. So the elementary school program, it's all about writing a script, writing a story. But in high school, the students are focused more on a single perspective narrative and writing through sort of one character's journey. And very often they tend to be personal stories or stories that have a relationship to something that's happened in their real lives. And so the young storyteller space really becomes a way to process that experience in a creative environment. How does that impact in a positive way the rest of their lives? I think that storytelling skills are so foundational in any person's life and especially any young person's life. You know, storytelling, of course, in a creative context It can be empowering and joyful and playful and fun. But storytelling is also part of, you know, moving through your day-to-day life. We tell stories to our friends and to our families. We tell stories to ourselves as we reflect our own experiences in our lives. We tell stories in job interviews when we're talking about why we're qualified to do what we want to do or how how we're qualified to reach our goals. So I think that building those foundational blocks of storytelling really supports students with everything they want to do in the rest of their lives. And of course, I think a big part of storytelling also involves empathy. It's really beautiful to watch students, you know, tell a story where you can sort of get a sense that, you know, maybe this character in the story reflects the student's experience and there's somebody who's the antagonist. But then more often than not, there's a moment in the story where, you know, the person who was the bully or the person who was the bad guy reveals something about their own experience that contextualizes why they were doing what they were doing. And you get to see the student really exercising their empathy and their ability to put themselves in someone else's shoes. And I think those are such crucial skills and, you know, a really a way of going throughout the world and open heartedness that makes the world a better place. And so... Just to kind of review about Young Storytellers, I know that you serve primarily Title I schools. Do you think it's important to reach out to Title I? And what about the students who aren't in Title I schools who may not, though, have access to things like the arts? Yeah, I think this is a question that we as an organization are really grappling with right now. The focus historically has been on Title I schools and schools where arts funding has been cut. And there's also, you know, Young Storytellers is an organization with a 25-year history now. There are schools that we partnered with when they were Title I schools that are now more well-resourced. And we're asking questions about, you know, where is our program most valuable? How do we make sure that the Young Storytellers magic is going to the students who need it the most? And it is really challenging. I think part of the expansion that we're looking at is also figuring out how we can give this program to schools in a way that it can be self-sustaining. You know, can we put together a roadmap that says, here's how you do young storytellers, go on ahead and do it yourself. And then, you know, schools with resources might be able to build that program in without necessarily needing the investment that young storytellers brings of volunteers and of curriculum and of mentors and actors and all the sort of pieces that go into making the program work. 
But there's also, we have the Storytime program. It's a YouTube series that was developed during the pandemic that basically guides you through the process of making your own young storyteller story. That's something that anyone can do that's completely free and accessible to the public. So it is a sort of question of how do we make sure that we're targeting our most high-touch programs towards the school's with the fewest resources that could benefit the most from them, but also how can we make sure that the core principles of young storytellers are publicly available, free, and reaching as many students as we possibly can. You mentioned story time. What about script to stage? What is that? Yeah, so script to stage is the program that I did as a fourth grader. That's our elementary school program. That is the 10-week one-on-one mentorship program that culminates with a sort of staged reading of the student's work. So that's script to stage. And then story time is the YouTube series where you can follow along and make your own story yourself. Tell me about how the community has come alongside of young storytellers. Yeah, we receive a lot of community support. It's It's been wonderful to have, again, 25 years, such a legacy connection in some of these schools. There are a lot of schools where, you know, a student might've gone through the program and then their parent is really surprised by the way that that student has grown. And then the parent turns around and decides to volunteer to be a mentor for someone else's student. There are cases where we have, uh, there was a family of brothers. There were three brothers who each went through the Young Storytellers program, I think two or three years apart. And each brother wrote a sequel to his older brother's story. So by the end, they had this little three-part masterpiece. I think it was... Oh, I wish I remembered their stories. I think it was, there was like a taco stand and there was an ingredient in the tacos that was turning people into zombies, I think. <laughs> but it was a beautiful story. That's awesome. And you got, yeah, and this chance for this family to really have, you know, across three brothers to have this sort of connected experience of storytelling. There are, you know, community organizations that we partner with that host young storytellers programming at, for example, a boys and girls club. So, You know, I think Young Storytellers has really spread pretty effectively throughout the community. Once people hear about what we're doing, a lot of folks want to get involved. How do parents respond? Mm -hmm. Parents are really, really enthusiastic often about the program. There are a lot of sort of like quotes on the website from parents talking about the way that their students have really been able to open up after the program. There are some people, you know, We serve a wide range of students. So sometimes it's a student who sort of always had this sort of artistic passion or an artistic calling, but didn't necessarily have the resources or to support to pursue that. Sometimes it's students who are really resistant to school, but find this program as something that makes them sort of excited to go into class every morning. There's a really wide range, but overall, parents really talk about how this program unlocks something in their child and and brings out the sense of confidence. I remember when I had my fourth grade showing, my mother came and she said, I had no idea you could do that. It, It sort of made her see me in a new light to walk in and see all these actors performing this little story that her little kid had written. How do you support people who've graduated or who have gone through the program beyond high school? Yeah, alumni programming and alumni support is something that we're really focusing on right now, especially, yeah, at this 25-year mark, there are a lot of people who've been touched by the Young Storytellers program, and we're thinking about ways that we can continue our support beyond, you know, elementary school. One focus is definitely seeing if we can have alumni support as volunteers. So kind of what I did, going through the program yourself and then facilitating that program for other students. 
we are also looking at sort of what are more resources that we can provide for students. And the organization is really interested in building an alumni network. So I guess I'll just say if there's anyone listening <laughs> who has been through the Young Storytellers program, please reach out and get connected to our alumni network. We're really interested in ways that we can serve people and continue to serve people who've been through the program. You're in Los Angeles and maybe somebody listening might think, well, of course you're doing so well in Los Angeles. You're literally surrounded by actors and actresses. What about if I live in Bangor, Maine or in Anchorage, Alaska? Will this still work? I think it absolutely will still work. First of all, because there are thriving theater communities, I promise you, in Bangor, Maine and in Anchorage, Alaska, but also because, you know, absolutely, absolutely in Los Angeles, we are very lucky to have a thriving and vibrant arts community. But also, I think that the magic of young storytellers isn't about having glitzy professional actors or about having proximity to the entertainment industry. It really is about the focus on the student and on the child and on their organic creative expression. You can do that with anybody. <laughs> I really think that it's not about the training or the skill set or it, it could just be like a family or a group of people sitting in a circle. It could be anybody just uplifting that student's voice is really the beginning and the end of the Young Storyteller's Magic. What does it take? You have personal experience of starting your own chapter of Young Storytellers. What does it take to get one started? Mostly, I think it just takes a little bit of courage. <laughs> Young Storytellers is very, very supportive of new chapters. I was very lucky to have, you know, you go through a head mentor training. You have a handbook that gives you really precise step-by-step -step guidance to the point of like, here's the email that you'll send out to your mentors on week one, things like that. So it really is, they, they really help hold your hands so that you can get through the process. Um, but really the, the core things that you need are a group of students a group of mentors and folks who are willing to make the commitment to show up week to week. That consistency is really something that we emphasize for the students being that consistent presence in their lives. So at the end of the day, all you really need is a group of mentors who are willing to show up. And obviously you work with the school administration. Oh, absolutely. Yes. So we have school partners. This Young storytellers will facilitate the school partnership first, and then you go to the school that has already, you know, gotten education about what Young Storytellers is and does. And then do you vet your volunteers? Oh, absolutely. Yes. There's an extensive, there's a background check and an extensive process. And then to become a volunteer, do you have to have an acting background? Oh, not at all. Not at all. There are some people who are volunteers who are writers themselves or who are actors themselves. But there are some people who are volunteers who have no relationship at all to the creative arts and no interest, really. And really, it's not something that you need. All you need is a willingness to come and support a child. So you don't have to have an acting background. You don't have to have an arts background. We had, when I was a head mentor, we had people who were computer science majors that just wanted to like explore some storytelling and see what it would be like. We had people with really, really different backgrounds. If you just joined us, I'm Monica Kelly with Closer Look. My guest today is Eliana Pipes. She is an alumni of Young Storytellers and also on the board of directors. Is there anything else you'd like to share about Young Storytellers? Hmm, I guess I'll just say that I've been with the organization for quite a long time from fourth grade up until now. And one thing that I really admire about Young Storytellers is the organization's willingness to reinvent itself. You mentioned the middle school and high school programs earlier. Those are programs that existed in a previous iteration that were successful, but were reinvented because of a commitment to focusing on serving the students the best that we could. 
And I think that willingness to pivot and to imagine a different future for the organization, to think about big questions like how can we scale this nationally, even though we're really successful being based in Los Angeles, I think that the courage and the creativity and the willingness to ask big questions about what the future of this organization could be, to me, that's what really makes Young Storytellers special and different from any other nonprofit I've ever seen. What is the website for Young Storytellers? Youngstorytellers.com. Perfect. Again, thank you to my guest, Eliana Pipes, on the board of directors of Young Storytellers. Thank you for being on Closer Look. Thank you so much for having me. For Closer Look, I'm Monica Kelly.